Welcome to the It's Okay to Be Awesome podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Anne. Our mission is simple. It's to help you remember the amazing and important person that you are, help you understand yourself, your power to create your reality, and your relationships with others, and to shed light on real-life issues like emotions, boundaries, failure, and self-talk so that you can grow and live more awesomely. Most of all, we want to introduce you to an amazing way of living, one that only this generation is ready for. This way of living will help you free yourself to be who you're here to be and will make life so much easier and more enjoyable. You are a generation of creators, healers, leaders, movers, and shakers, and you have a lot to teach the world. And we're here to give you some insight and tools that most people don't learn until they're forced to, so that you can focus on thriving, not just surviving, and living a life that lights you up on your own terms. Because we know something important, that you and your heart and your passions matter. They matter for your happiness, and when you're happy, it affects the whole world in a positive way. So in this podcast, we are going to be getting real so we can heal, exploring topics like how we are taught that life works versus how it actually does, what compassion is and how to use it to transform fear and anxiety anytime they show up, relationship myths that are outdated and unhealthy, and a completely new perspective on self-love how to feel and befriend your emotions. We'll explore topics like depression, sadness, grief, and anger, among others. What boundaries are and why we need them. How to heal friendships, let go of the past, and forgive. And how to know and own who you are. Also, just how to feel more powerful, loving, and fulfilled in everyday life. So let's start at the beginning. As babies, we're geniuses. We come into this world eyes wide open, hearts wide open, and we learn at incredible rates. We grow from a cell into a full-blown human with power to feel and heal. One reason we lose that ability to cruise through growth, going for what we desire without hesitation, is that after a certain age of brain development, we start to self-reflect. We also start to become programmed by the words, beliefs, and examples around us. And while some of these examples are healthy, like you can do anything you set your mind to, others can cause us to believe things that limit us and our, well, capacity to truly be who we want to be in this world. If people in our world, for example, believe that change is hard or that there's not enough to go around, we can grow up believing those things too. And as you'll see, what we believe actually impacts our world in very obvious ways. I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you a story that highlights that we are way more than our beliefs or experiences. This story is about a young leopard named Samuel. Samuel was an ordinary leopard. He was very agile and liked to spend a lot of time in the trees, like all the other leopards. And like all the other leopards, Sam was born without spots. This didn't last long, though, because as he grew older, with each experience, both happy and sad, a spot would grow. The first time he made a friend, he got a happy spot. The first time he went hunting and caught prey, he got a proud spot. And when he lost his grandfather, he got a sad spot. Although some spots felt great, others felt heavy on his coat. The spot representing his grandfather's death weighed on his heart, and he didn't feel like the same leopard he had been before. 
As more spots developed with more life experiences, Sam began to feel ashamed of the negative emotions he now wore. Unable to change his spots, Sam felt confused and alone. What was wrong with him? He decided to flee. He ran and ran until he couldn't run any longer, and then he laid down at the mouth of a river to drink some water. As he looked at himself in the reflection of the water, he saw himself with no spots. This confused Sam, and suddenly the great gray baboon appeared before him and told him that this was in fact the river of truth. When one looks into the river of truth, they see their truth. You aren't your spots, the baboon said. You are the being that has the spots. Each spot represents different experiences, decorations specific to you. But they aren't you. You are more. In that moment, Samuel recognized what he was and that his spots didn't define him. This completely freed Sam from the heaviness he felt. No spot or experience or emotion would change who he truly was. How many of us walk around with spots, signs of experiences we've had, sometimes scars or negative memories, and feel like they define us? I'd like to tell you about a boy named Riley who was known for violence and angry outbursts. Riley had a hard time at home and acted out a lot at school. Because of this, he was labeled by the school and his teachers as a bad boy. And eventually, because he had carried that label around for so many years, he believed it was true. Then one day, Riley came to our after-school program, and he learned that sometimes we're given the beliefs we believe about ourselves from other people. He also learned that beliefs were not permanent and they could be changed. He raised his hand and asked, So, if someone told me I'm a bad boy, it doesn't mean it's true? Nope, we told him. And a look of huge relief overcame him. It turned out for him, as for many others, that he had made a poor choice once for attention when he was younger. He was then told that he was a bad boy, believed it to be true, and just kept proving it right through his actions. From that day on, Riley decided he no longer was a bad boy and created the belief that he was awesome, lovable, kind, and smart. And this helped him become not only all those amazing qualities, but also an incredible role model for other children. We also worked with a girl who loved to do theater. Unfortunately, one time, during a performance she was doing, she fell off the stage in front of an audience. She was terribly embarrassed, and it actually stopped her from performing again because she felt ashamed and stupid. Upon learning that our histories and mistakes don't define us, she decided it was time to let that old story go, which she did, and she said she now felt much lighter and happier, and she went on to perform in many, many more plays after that. And in my life, I've been labeled as weird because, well, once I wore my mom's Dutch wooden shoes to school, and they clanked on the tile floor when I walked— and another time I wore a side ponytail on the bus. The mean comments a few girls on the bus made about my hair made me feel ashamed. So I took out my ponytail in that moment, still on the bus to avoid more hurtful comments. I wondered if I was weird and stopped doing things that were out of the box out of fear that I would be made fun of. It impacted me because I lost part of myself. I was a unique person who liked colorful outfits, innovative style, and to try new things that were different. But the negative comments made me feel muted. Like, it was dangerous to step outside of the norm. I could get hurt emotionally. Later in life, I learned that hurt people hurt people because they're acting out of their own pain, insecurity, and self-dislike. I then realized that I wasn't weird. I was just being true to me. I was actually brave because I was willing to make choices for myself and what I liked instead of making choices for other people. 
Then I let go of that label and lived freely as my true self. Again, our circumstances and experiences do shape us, but they don't have to define us. We're all here living a human life for which there is no manual or secret formula for how to be happy. We're just doing our best. Not to have scars and spots means to not have lived. They're just part of life. And so just like Sam the Leopard, those spots, emotions, and experiences aren't who we are. We experience the spots just as we experience life. And here's something amazing. Since we aren't held down by our experiences, if we don't choose to be, our life can start fresh every second if we let it. Here's how. An old perspective that many generations before us shared was that life was happening to us. In olden times, if a crop failed, it was because some higher power was angry. Or if something bad happened, it was because we were being punished. And because we had no control over it, then we had no power and couldn't change our circumstances. We were trapped. While some people still live life this way, blaming outside people and circumstances for their bad luck, there is a way more empowering perspective we can take. And here it is. Drum roll, please. It's that life is happening through us and for us. We experience the hardships so we can grow and learn more than we could if everything were just okay all the time. We also have way more power than we realize. You see, the thoughts we think are actually creating our lives all the time, whether we realize it or not. Here's how. If I was to ask you where you left your phone, would you see the letters P-H-O-N-E or would you see an image? An image, exactly, because your mind thinks in pictures. Now try this. Don't think of a blue sparkling dragon wearing a bow tie. What did you think of? A blue sparkling dragon wearing a bow tie? Of course you did. You had to. Because our mind thinks in pictures, it first has to see a picture of what we're not supposed to think about, so it knows what not to think about. So while you think you may be doing the right thing when you say, I don't want to be late, for example, what picture is your mind actually seeing? Right, being late. Or how about this one? What does your mind see when you say, I don't want to fail? A picture of failure. So even if you have good intentions, your mind just sees the picture of failure. That's why the golden rule is, say it the way you want it. Give your mind the picture you want from the get-go, and you will create that result. So there's one really cool thing about how the brain works. Ready for another? Whatever you say, your brain says, okay. Your mind has no opinion on the images you show it. It's neutral. Your brain takes you as the expert in your life, because you are, and sees the picture you are showing it and creates it for you. It helps you. So if you say, I'm a great friend, your brain says, oh, I'm a great friend, super. And you will take actions to prove that right. Just like if you were to say, I'm a bad friend, your brain would say, oh, I'm a bad friend. Super. And you will take actions to prove that right. Oh, wow. That reminds me of someone I know. I used to have a very forgetful friend named Julia. She always, always forgot my birthday. She would never remember to get me a Valentine for Valentine's Day either. And she'd always forget to text me back when I messaged her. She would always say she was the worst friend in the world. 
And based on what we just learned, we now know that when you say something like, I'm the worst friend in the world, that's the image you see in your brain. And then you take actions to make it true. And you interpret everything as meaning that you're not a good friend. Well, one day, I had enough of Julia's behavior, so I suggested to her that she change her inner script and tell herself instead, I'm the best friend in the world, so that she could change that inner image in her mind and her actions. She tried it and started telling herself every day that she was a good friend. And this led to taking small actions, like putting reminders in her phone about special dates like my birthday, and she changed her ringtone to a different song so when I would call or text her, she would know to respond. And slowly but surely, she started to become a way better, more present friend. And it all started with a shift in what she was telling herself. Exactly. Our words create our world. We can all make positive changes in our lives, starting by simply changing what we say. So remember these two powerful tools for creating the changes you want. Whatever you say, your brain says, okay, and say it the way you want it. It's Q&A time. Here are some questions sent in by kids like you. Question number one. If my mind thinks in pictures and I create my reality, if I say I can fly, can I? Actually, yes but not in the way you think necessarily. The universe will co-create with you to give you what you're asking for in the way that is best for you. So if you say, I can fly, the universe may not allow you to grow a pair of wings and fly like a butterfly. Flying might come to you in a different form, like the opportunity to skydive, trying something like kangoo jumping at a jumping gym, or even getting air on your skateboard. For example, one year I was living in Australia, and I wanted two things very badly. I wanted to fly, and I wanted to meet everyone in the city. So I declared what I wanted, and then imagined how good it would feel when it came true, however it came true. Seconds later, while feeling excited and energized, I was approached by a person staying at my hostel. They said they liked my bright energy and wondered if I would consider working for their company. It was a skydive business that would pay me in skydives. Also, it would require that I travel all around the city making connections and meeting people. So there, both wishes were granted, and the skydive was awesome. Question number two. What about really bad things that happen, like being hurt? Did we create that? When things happen to us, sometimes we feel helpless, and we may feel like we don't have a choice. But the choice we do have is in how we perceive the event after the fact. We can either decide to see ourselves as a helpless victim, or we can decide to see ourselves as a being that can learn and grow from challenges as hard as they may be. In doing so, a part of us evolves and expands, and we may even grow to a point of being able to help others in similar difficult situations who may need guidance or help. It's important to remember that we have a lot of personal power to create our lives, and when things happen, Sometimes they steer us in a new direction that greatly helps us in the long run. Sometimes we need to learn to speak up for ourselves or say no or defend ourselves. And perhaps the challenge or difficult situation came along to teach us to do that and to stop playing so small. Also, if we're in a difficult situation, talking to someone we trust about what happened and how we're feeling is a really good idea. We don't become our best selves by ourselves. It's time for life work. To help you apply this cool new information to your life, 
and hopefully, to make your life easier, we've created LifeWork. LifeWork is like homework, but just funner. It's a series of short questions to help you reflect on your life and where you can apply the learnings. Question one. Because our mind thinks in pictures, what is a better way to say some of these common statements? Statement one. I can't do it. Take a moment to change this statement into a positive affirmation. Statement two. It's gonna be hard. Take a moment to change this statement into a positive affirmation. Question number two. Just like Samuel the leopard and his spots, what is something that happened to you in the past that you thought defined you, but that you now realize doesn't have to? So there you have it, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the It's Okay to Be Awesome podcast with me, Rebecca. And me, Anne. Check out our other episodes for more insight into living your best life. And remember that it's okay to be awesome. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute, so you ain't gonna stop me now. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute, so you ain't gonna stop me now. No way, no how.